Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashams in South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. This week we talk about female referees. Are there enough women officials in Africa? And what needs to be done to get more women involved? I urge women up there that they should join. It's not really hard. It just it needs uh, dedication, focus and discipline. And we look ahead to the knockout stage of the UEFA Champions League. The round of 16 ties will be played in February and March, and there are lots of African players among the 16 teams that remain. And Stuart has a very informative profile of Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger. 2016 will see him mark an incredible 20 years as manager of the London club. But then after Monaco, he did a really interesting thing by going to Japan for a year, managing Grampus 8 which won two trophies in that year. Well, so a very happy new year to you. We look forward to an exciting 2016. And as far as African football goes, we're only two weeks away from the start of the African Nations Championship Finals in Rwanda. This the tournament for home-based players, and 16 teams will be taking part. It runs from the 16th of January to the 7th of February. Then the following weekend, in mid-February, the CAF Champions League and Confederation Cup first rounds get underway. Also during the course of the year, we have 2017 Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers and 2018 World Cup qualifiers for Africa to look forward to as well. And the big one in sport this year is the Olympic Games in Rio in Brazil in August, with Nigeria, Algeria and South Africa in the men's football competition and Zimbabwe and South Africa in the women's tournament. Also, the FIFA Under-17 Women's World Cup Finals take place in Jordan in September and October, and the FIFA Under-20 Women's World Cup is on in Papua New Guinea in November and December. We'll be following all of the action throughout the year here on Planet Sport Football Africa. And as I say, later on in the show, Stuart gives us a preview of the UEFA Champions League Round of 16. Now, do you have many female referees in your country? Here in Zimbabwe, we often see women assistant referees in men's Premier League matches. It's become more and more common over the past 15 or 20 years. Others are involved in women's league games and also in women's international matches. One of them is Clarice Simango. Now, she won the runner-up award in Zimbabwe's annual football awards last month for the referee of the year. Clarice is a FIFA assistant referee. She officiated at the 2014 African Women's Championship Finals in Namibia and recently took charge of a women's under-17 World Cup qualifier. And here at home, she's also been involved in many league matches. I asked Clarice what she would say to other women who would hope to become referees. I just want to say to women out there, sports is all about us. All you need is to stay focused. It's a really brilliant game to, to be there, to participate and to see the men fighting for the, for the Champions League. And it's very nice. So I say, I urge women up there that they should join. It's not really hard. It just it needs uh, dedication, focus and discipline so that you can get there. The sky is the limit. How challenging has it been for you to get to where you are now? Uh, I have faced a little bit challenges here and there. Sometimes it was physical, 
because you have to stay physically fit when you are a female referee and sometimes we have to run the men's fitness test so you have to train each and every day and with a schedule like when you are working it's a very hectic you have to keep up training each and every day so it's a very big challenge training physical every day when are we going to see women referees in the middle center referees for our league matches ah very soon you will see them because they are there upcoming who are being trained and being molded to become center referees you see them very soon even 2016 it will be a surprise to the world of football that's Zimbabwean female referee Clarice Simango. So, Solomon, what do you think about women referees in Africa? Yes, it is indeed good to see women referees getting a chance, Steve. Uh, sometimes we don't get to really celebrate uh, women referees. We think uh, refereeing is, is just for men. But we need to see more of that across the continent of Africa, not just when they refer female games, but they need to refer men games also, uh, not just in clubs, but also in, in countries like international competitions. South Africa, I think South Africa is doing quite well when it comes to that. You know, a few years ago, uh, I think 2006, there was a, a, a girl called uh, Deidre Michelle who became the first South African female referee uh, to refer a game, uh, get to appear in some of the premiership games uh, for South Africa uh, and also as a referee and also as an assistant referee. Uh, and also currently there's been a girl from Cape Town uh, called Insat Budget, uh, you know, who has uh, been uh, referring games. And, and it's quite amazing to, to see that she, uh, you know, started as a football player. You know, she started playing football in school and continued after finishing school, you know, until she played for uh, Santos Ladies. Uh, and, and then later on, she now said, look, uh, you know, I feel, you know, I want to be a referee. Though, like from the interview, we feel, you know, they do face challenges. Sometimes male players complain uh, because she is female, you know, not because she's a referee, because she's female. Uh, but we have to understand that, you know, female referees knows the rules as long and the laws of the game, you know, as much as their male counterparts. They, they study it, they know it, and they are there as a referee to apply it in games. And I do hope that looking at some of the female referees across Africa, that other younger uh, females will be encouraged to to get into referring games and and also to get into seeing how they can get involved in football because sometimes to be honest with you uh, it's always going to be a debate whether male referees are better than female referees or female referees are going to be better than male referees but i feel that's not it you know they know the rules they know the laws they are there to apply it they have what it takes they have the same abilities that we have you know and, and we would want to see it not just uh and different nations encouraging females to get involved. But we, we hope that, you know, government will be able to encourage them and club sides and, and everyone involved with football will be able to encourage them and say, look, you know, you guys can go out there and, and really officiate. Well, it's certainly something that we see a lot of here in Zimbabwe. Having a female assistant referee or fourth official at Premier League matches is a very common sight. But what's it like in your country? Do you have many female referees? And would you like to see them being given more of a chance? Let us know on WhatsApp on plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. We'll go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Tell us about women referees in your country. 
Now, there are not many female referees in the English Football League. We had Wendy Toms as an assistant referee in the Premier League between 1997 and 2005. Amy Elizabeth Fern was the first woman to referee a Football League game in 2010, but there's been no centre official in a Premier League match as yet. But Ashan Massey Ellis is currently on the Premier League assistant referees list. Well, Planet Sport Football Africa reporter Adrian Barnard spoke to former English Premier League referee Bob Hamer. Bob is currently a match observer for the Football League. He assesses the officials' performances. And Adrian first asked Bob about the situation globally. Yeah, well, with the advent of more women's football competitions like their their own World Cup and European Championship games, they now have a separate list of FIFA referees that are females. And a separate list that are males, and the females they do the World Cup competitions and they do the European Championship competitions, and so you don't get men refereeing women's World Cup. You get all the ladies doing that. Here in、uh, England, we do have、uh, female officials in the men's game. How is that developing? Tell us a little bit about the history when that started and how many、uh, ladies there are now involved.、Um, I suppose. Lady referees have been around for quite a few years now, probably fifteen or twenty years, and there was never separate competitions for them to referee in. So they come into the men's game and start at the bottom level, and if they're good enough, they get promoted and so on through the leagues. And I guess we've got five or six now assistant referees on the football league who are ladies. We've even got one, I think, on the Premier League. As well, who's on the select group assistant referees list? None of them yet have managed to make the referees list. Although one did referee half a game last season, she was the senior assistant referee on a game,、uh, and the referee got injured, so she took over and she refereed about half the game. And that's the first time a lady has refereed a football league game. Why are there so few female officials in the game at the moment? I guess. It's only in the last few years that women's football, in general, has sort of come to the fore, isn't it? Those that went into the refereeing side of it, they're coming up now through and reaching like the assistant referees' level. And the more women's football gets, more and more of it at international level and at、uh, certainly local level in the UK, more and more ladies will take up refereeing. I'm sure they will. To officiate at a Premier League game, referees and their assistants have to be very, very fit. Do the same standards apply to female officials as to male officials? Yeah, exactly the same. Every official on whichever list they're on has to pass a fitness test before the season starts, and until they pass that test, they don't get any games. Now, for the majority of them, it's not a problem passing a fitness test. Occasionally, they may fail for whatever reason, and they do get another chance. But if they fail that one as well, then that's it; they're off that particular list. And if anybody's injured for and out for more than a month in the season before they come back to start refereeing again, they have to take that fitness test again to show that they are fit enough to do the games. Is it to do with opportunities, perhaps? Yeah, I guess historically it would have been, and there wouldn't have been that many ladies taking it up. But over the years, it's got more and more. And there, are, as I said, there are some on the football league. There are also some on the next level down. So that they're in the system. One day, I guess, we get one of them good enough to become a referee on the football league.
And how far are we away from having a female referee at an English Premier League game? I would think some way, because the first promotion would be from the assistant referees list to the referees list of the Football League. Now, there are 31 of assistant referees who referee in the National League, and that's where the next lot of Football League referees will come from. One of those 31 is female. So there's there's only one in line, really, at the moment, for getting to the, the middle of the Football League. And then having got on the Football League, then the next promotion then is to get onto the select group list, which is, uh, you know, even more difficult. In 10 years' time, if we look into the future, it could be very different then. We could have quite a few women refereeing as well as uh, running the line. Absolutely, yeah. If somebody's good enough and they're noticed at an early level, they will get fast-tracked through the promotion system. There's no doubt about that these days because they're looking for referees in their early 20s when they get promoted to the Football League referees list. That's what they're looking for. And if you're good enough, they will fast-track you to make sure that happens. And then you're looking at FIFA. So they'll get you through if you're good enough. That's former English Premier League referee Bob Hamer, currently a match observer in the Football League, assessing officials' performances. Talking there to Adrian Barnard. So there's a long way to go in England by the sounds of it, but what's it like in your country? Do you have many female referees and would you like to see them being given more of a chance? Do send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or log on to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. Still to come, part one of a profile of Arsenal coach Arsene Wenger, a man who's worked with many star African players. You can follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Planet Sport FA. You can keep in touch with news about the show at African Football News, our Twitter handle at Planet Sport FA. And do check out our website. It's planetsportfootballafrica.com. It's designed specifically for smartphones, so you can use it easily on your phone. You can always access the week's current programme there. So it's our first programme of 2016 and we're going to look ahead to the knockout stage of the UEFA Champions League. The round of 16 ties will be played in February and March and among the 16 teams there are lots of African players, Stuart. And by my reckoning, 21 African players from 11 countries could still be involved. Let's have a look at the ties. Paris Saint-Germain against Chelsea. That's a cracker. They've played each other in the last two years' Champions League with one victory each. And may I just remind you that Chelsea can call on John obi Mikel from Nigeria, Baba Rahman of Ghana and Bertrand Traore, Burkina Faso. And of course, Paris Saint-Germain have Serge Aurier of Cote d'Ivoire. Arsenal against Barcelona. Arsenal at home in the first leg. And that's a cracker too. Barcelona have beaten Arsenal three times in the Champions League. And now each of those have got a young African who's had a little bit of experience in the Champions League this year. For Arsenal, it's the Nigerian Alex Wobi and Barcelona have Wilfred Juris Capdome. So two young players trying to make their way. Wouldn't it be great if they got some game time? Dinamo Kiev play Manchester City and 
Manchester City, of course, have Yaya Torre and Wilfred Bonney from Cote d'Ivoire. And the young Nigerian, Kelechi Iganacho, now has not yet played in the Champions League, but he's been getting lots of Premier League appearances. So let's hope he gets involved there. And Dinamo have the Moroccan Yunis Belhanda in their squad. Ghent from Belgium play Wolfsburg, who eliminated Manchester United. And, of course, they've got five Africans. We've seen Moses' daddy, Simon, from Nigeria, Akwasi Asari from Ghana, Khalifa Koulibaly from Mali playing so far. But they've also got a Cameroon player, Serge Tebeku, and from Cote d'Ivoire, Yaya Sumoro. And, you know, it'd be great to see five, imagine five Africans playing in, in the Champions League there. Roma play Real Madrid. And they have played each other eight times in the Champions League over the years, with actually Roma winning the last time they met, which was uh, three or four years ago. And Roma have four Africans on their books. Gervinho from Cote d'Ivoire, Mohamed Salah from Egypt. Both of them have been involved in the Champions League, and others who have not made the Champions League this year but will be hoping for a chance are Sedou Keita from Mali and Jose Pepin, of Equatorial Guinea. Juventus play Bayern Munich, and Juventus have got two African players in their squad, Guado Asamoa of Ghana and Mario Lamina from Gabon. Bayern beat Juventus the last time they met. Benfica from Portugal play Zenit from Russia, and the only potential African involved in that game is somebody who's not a first-team regular with Benfica, David Bocchi Clasio from Mozambique. And the final tie is PSV Eindhoven from the Netherlands against Atletico Madrid from Spain. And I don't think there's an African player in either of those squads. And we'll certainly be following up these ties and keep you informed of which Africans are involved and how they do. Well, thanks a lot, Stuart. So those UEFA Champions League round of 16 ties take place in February and in March. Indeed, no Africans at Atletico Madrid, but there's been some speculation over the past week that they're interested in signing Watford and Nigeria striker Odion Igalo. We'll see if that happens. Igalo's now scored for six Premier League games in a row, and he ended 2015 as the top goalscorer in the top four divisions of English football for the calendar year of 2015 with 30 goals. We heard from Igalo on last week's show talking about his faith in Jesus, and we had some comments about him on our Facebook page. And Sumana Jan Colley says 2015 was a great year for Igalo. He's such an outstanding player, full of talent, with a killer instinct when it comes to goal scoring. Even without the ball, you always see him fight. That's why Igalo scored 30 goals in 2015. What a great achievement, says Ansumana. Suleiman Sonko, also in the Gambia, says congratulations to Igalo. Keep it up. Surely you'll become a contender for the BBC African Footballer of the Year Award and for the CAF African Player of the Year too. Suleiman also commented on Gambia star Bubakar Steve Trawali, who we also heard from on last week's show, and says we hope to see Trawali playing in a big league soon. Ebrima Barrow says, surely what a magnificent campaign for the Watford hitman Odion Igalo. I'm really happy for him. Lamine Sanyang says Bubakar Steve Trawali is a deadly striker. With 17 goals, he's helped Yanbian FC to be promoted to the Chinese Super League for the first time in a decade. 
Bubakar has a record he set in the Gambia that will not easily be broken. He's the Gambian Player of the Year for 2015, crowned by the fans. What a great achievement, he says. And then Samana Jankali adds that Bubakar has the potential to become Africa's best player. Now, last week on the show, we asked, who do you think was the best African player of 2015? Yaya Toure picked up the BBC African Footballer of the Year Award. That one's voted for by the fans. While the CAF African Footballer of the Year Award, voted for by national team coaches, will be handed out to this coming Thursday, the 7th of January. On the three-man shortlist there is Yaya Toure and also their Gabon and Borussia Dortmund striker Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Swansea and Ghana's Andre Ayew. Now, supporting Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, we heard from Amadou Mane in the Gambia, who says if it's all about personal achievement, Aubameyang should win it because he's been the best African player in 2015. Amadou Dumbuya agrees, saying Aubameyang has been fantastic this season. I wish that he will win it. But uh, plenty of listeners in support of Yaya Toure. Suleiman Sonko says Toure deserves it. Uh, Cherno Jallo agrees too. Uh, Alio Jame in the Gambia says Toure is the best for me this year, but the Gabonese Aubameyang has a chance next year. Alassana Drame says, despite Aubameyang's great goal-scoring form, I still believe Yaya Toure is the best African player in 2015. And yes, he has scored some spectacular goals, says Alassana. And with a different view, we heard from Ugis Sis in the Gambia, who says the best African footballer of 2015 for me is Sadio Mane of Southampton. The Senegalese played well with his fastest hat-trick in the Premier League. He's so fantastic, he's good with the ball and dribbles past defenders so easily. I love his football, says Ugis in the Gambia. And some other comments. Uh, we heard from Albert Kadzombe in Malawi, who's an Arsenal fan. He says, I was quite down about the humiliating 4-0 defeat by Southampton. I hope we will recover from the loss. Well, indeed, Arsenal did bounce back to beat Bournemouth 2-0 and ended the year top of the English Premier League. Usman Ba in the Gambia says, I'm a Chelsea fan. I love football so much. Uh, but for me, the Chelsea players were at fault in that goalless draw with Manchester United. Well, thanks so much for all of those comments. Always wonderful to hear from you. You're always free to send us your thoughts on any footballing matter. The WhatsApp number plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. The Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa. Don't forget, too, we'd love to hear what the situation is in your country with women referees. Do you have many in your country? Now, if Arsene Wenger stays at Arsenal, as expected, 2016 will see him mark an incredible 20 years as manager of the London club. Over the years, Wenger has worked with star African players such as Nigeria's Nwankwo Kanu and Ivorian's Kolo Toure and Emmanuel Ebue, plus Cameroon's Alex Song. Now, Stuart has a four-part feature on Arsene Wenger, and this week he begins with a profile of the Frenchman. Arsene Wenger has been manager of Arsenal for 19 years. Now, to put that in context, in 2014, among the 92 managers of the English football four divisions, 63 clubs changed manager in that one year. And one of those clubs, Notts County, found themselves looking for their 15th manager in 11 years. To look at it from another angle... Ian Holloway, who played professional football for 19 years and managed for 16 years, has lived in 32 different houses in that time. 
Now, Wenger has been manager for 19 years, but the second and third longest-serving managers are Paul Tisdale at Exeter City, who's been there for nine years, and Carl Robinson at MK Dons for five years. So it's amazing how long Wenger has been there. But this lack of job security isn't ever-present. One manager said, you're never safe in this job. There's not a day goes by when I don't get in the car and think, this could be my last day at work. Another manager said, you have to accept that your life expectancy as a manager is two years, if you're lucky. Comparisons with the four North American sports show a similar pattern. NBA and NHL, about three years. NFL, four years and four months. Major League Baseball, four years and eight months. Interestingly, Arsene Wenger recently commented on this issue, saying, there's a growing trend within the game for clubs to change managers frequently, as there is so much pressure for short-term results. But I'm always sad when a manager loses his job. Clubs need stability, and having been at Arsenal for almost 19 years, I have been able to create a culture at the club, and that is so important. It may well be, but he's very much the exception. Now, who is Arsene Wenger? Well, he's 66 years old. He grew up in Alsace on the French-German border, which explains why he's French-speaking with a German name. He went to university, played amateur and semi-professional football for a number of years, and was 28 when he signed for RC Strasbourg. He played there only three years and, in fact, got no more than a dozen first-team appearances. But while he was there, Strasbourg did win the French League and he played a couple of games in the UEFA Cup. Significantly, too, while he was a player, he also coached the reserves in the youth team. His first real manager's job was at Nancy from 1984 to 87, and then he was seven years at AS Monaco when his team included Glenn Hoddle, Mark Hately, and Patrick Battiston. And they won the French League and the Cup But then after Monaco, he did a really interesting thing by going to Japan for a year, managing Grampus 8, which won two trophies in that year. Now, of course, at the moment in the Premier League in England, we have French, Dutch, Italian, Spanish, South American managers. But in 1996, it was a really brave decision by Arsenal to appoint a foreign manager who had never played or managed in England and who didn't even speak English that well. But what a great appointment it has proved to be. Under Arsene Wenger, Arsenal have won the Premier League three times, the FA Cup six times, and in two of those seasons, they won the league and the cup in the same season. They once reached the final of the Champions League, losing 2-1 to Barcelona after having a player controversially sent off early in the game. Over the next few weeks, we'll be finding out more about Arsene Wenger, the man, his philosophy and what makes him tick. We'll look forward to that. Uh, Superb stuff. Uh, Thanks very much to Stuart Weir in the UK. So Arsenal ended 2015 on top of the English Premier League. It looks like they're seriously interested in signing Egyptian midfielder Mohamed El Neni. 
They're in talks with Swiss side FC Basel. They do need a central midfielder and a big chance that Mohamed Elneny of Egypt might be joining the Gunners. The table at the end of the year, Arsenal on top on 39 points, Leicester second also on 39, Man City third on 36, then Tottenham on 35 and in fifth Crystal Palace on 31 points. But their Congolese striker Yannick Bolassi will be out for a while with injury. In the last games of the year, played midweek, Odeon Egalo scored for Watford in the 2-1 defeat to Tottenham. As we were saying earlier, Egalo scored now for six games in a row, and that goal was a great display of strength from the Nigerian. Jumersi Mbokani of DL Congo scored for Norwich in their 2-1 win against Aston Villa. A valuable three points for Norwich, and looks like there's no hope for bottom-placed Aston Villa. Matches on this weekend on Saturday, Liverpool away to West Ham, Arsenal host Newcastle. Castle, Man United at home to Swansea, Manchester City playing away to Watford. That's an interesting game to look forward to. And on Sunday, Crystal Palace play Chelsea and Everton take on Tottenham. Well, that's it for the show for this week. From all of the team here, we wish you a great 2016. May it be filled with laughter and purpose. And on Facebook and on WhatsApp, do tell us about female referees. Do you have many women referees in your country? Would you like to see them being given more of a chance? The WhatsApp number plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. You can follow us on Twitter at Planet Sport FA. Our website, PlanetSportFootballAfrica.com. You can listen to each week's current show there and get to find out more about the team. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks so much for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.